Welcome to the Improvising Life Podcast, where we explore how life can be more livable. This is Lori Crawford, your host. Welcome to this week's episode. This was really inspired by last week's episode with Sarah Steckler, and something came from that episode, you know, as I went back on this re-listening, you know, we were talking about how can we allow supportive structures to exist, and that sort of nugget, as I was chewing on it and playing with it throughout the rest of the week, set up this huge shift in my approach to business and to service, and it's something that I want to just share with you, because it it's feeling in my body is how things can be easier, right? Um, and so, you know, I approach life in this season right now asking, like, how can things just be easier? Meaning, like, how can I overthink it less? How can I doubt myself less? How can I allow there to be support? You know, and last week I, I touched on the fact that I've gotten very willing to allow physical support from people, you know, like in relationships, uh, mentorship, counseling. Um, you know, my husband just handing me a diaper, you know, allowing person-to-person support, but I'd been having um, sort of a lifetime relationship with not allowing supportive structures like routines, budgets, even alarm, like a relationship with alarm clock that's not snoozing 80 times, you know. I haven't been able to access a space where I allowed there to be more practices that are supportive for me. And so as I was sitting with this, you know, I, I had a business mentorship session shout out Kristen um (laughs) at the end of the week last week and what came through was this idea of supportive structures and how would that look different in business and so what I'm going to be doing now and to just share really transparently because I'm excited about it is having each month start with a interview episode like so we had Sarah's interview last week and then the successive or following episodes for the few weeks being these shorter takeaways of what came up and and really getting deeper and playing more and seeing like what is coming up how can we see how some of these insights do or don't give us options of life being more livable you know and so to be able to to realize that I had been in you know, this place of invention, right? And so, you know, one of the tools of improvising is build versus invent. I have been for a while without realizing it, thinking like I still have to find what works. I still have to find what works. I have to invent. I have to invent. Not realizing that there were all of these bits and pieces in different areas of life, different times of life, different practices that I could actually build from, right? And I knew months ago that that particular part of improvising was something that was coming up thematically and also it's totally okay that as life was happening I just I still wasn't able to get the resonance of what to do with that awareness and right now it's so exciting because it feels like that's happening right so I want to just connect on that point you know can we maybe take a moment take a breath and notice that there just might be something that you know just keeps resurfacing and you're sort of like this again how am I not figuring this out yet (laughs) what are the things right and ask ourselves how am I still trying to invent here meaning how am I still thinking that there has to be some magic wand moment right something new that will just cure everything right And also, is there anything here that I can build from? Are there little seeds of of sort of sense-making that have happened in the past? 
people that shared a certain word or two that just really resonated. An article I read that gave me a different practice. Um, the way that I see my child navigating something, and I'm like, oh, that is glorious. I'm so proud of them, and you know, hope they're proud of themselves for being able to do that. You know, is there something that we're able to observe and and really integrate that helps us? allow in supportive structures how can we build because we already have some things to build from you know outside society systemic oppression like those things may not be telling us that we have credible valuable purposeful building blocks but fuck that we do you know and so to share a personal example of how that's been happening for me I think I'm on day three of this now, so it's still very fresh, but it's feeling so humanizing, and that's amazing for, for what I need access to right now, you know, is that while I'm filling up my daughter's little baby bathtub at night, you know, I'm holding the shower head sprayer with one hand, as I'm filling that up, I've been using the other hand to brush my teeth, you know, and I'm someone growing up that I brushed my teeth religiously, I was terrified of losing my teeth, and then depression happened in adulthood, and my oral health has really suffered, and they're it was almost like the shield and the shield, the shame and guilt from that kept me from allowing myself to have the supportive structures that go back to taking better care of my oral health. Because oral health is really linked to mental health, you know. Um, and so last week, two weeks ago, I had to get some um, small cavities repaired that had come up during sort of the end of my pregnancy when I was barely able to eat without being sick and the nausea and you know heartburn and all the things. Um, and then also my first five months of, of parenthood where taking care of myself was much more of like a, am I eating enough to be able to produce enough breast milk? Am I staying hydrated enough? You know, like oral care was not in that equation. And so from that place of, of feeling like, oh, I just need to invent, like, what's the magic wand? I can get this all done. I realized there now that I'm, I'm taking different types of care for my daughter in the form of making sure every single night she has a bath, um, you know, that's at a certain temperature for her skin. And, you know, we have a whole bath and bedtime routine now that she's really responding well to, except for getting dressed afterwards. She hates that part, but we all have our things, <laughs> you know, but, but that means that now there's a, rit a ritual and a routine in our day that's feeling supportive for her. What can I do that would be supportive for me? So what came about is the idea of, well, if I already have to stand here and fill her bathtub and that takes three to five minutes, can I allow that to be enough time to brush my teeth? Because back when I was so obsessively brushing my teeth, I mean, I might brush my teeth for 20 minutes. So when depression was first happening to me a few years ago when I was in grad school, I'd moved away from Nate. We were still together, but, you know, him and the dogs were in Pittsburgh. I was in D.C. So I was just suddenly alone and not feeling access to my community or, or my loves or anything. You know, depression happened. And because my previous experience with brushing my teeth and flossing was 20 minutes a day, two to three times a day, when you have depression, you don't have 20 minutes to give towards something, let alone, you know, like that's just not available. So I had gotten this rhetoric in my head, this story that, well, then I just, I can't brush my teeth because my expectation was that to do it right, it had to be 20 minutes. So over the past few years, while my relationship with depression has shifted, um, that was still a silent conversation of, well, I don't have 20 minutes right now, so I wouldn't even start, right? So by being able to now realize I can build in from the time that I'm filling up my daughter's bathtub to brushing my teeth that then means at least every day for two to three minutes my teeth are getting brushed and that has made me feel so great at night 
so great. Like my thoughts haven't been feeling so pressured. I haven't been staying on my phone much later thinking I have to get work done when she falls asleep, you know. And so for a very long time, I had been waiting in invention space of some magical thing will shift and I'll suddenly be able to take a different type of care for myself. And what ended up happening by allowing there to be a supportive structure for me, I was able to realize, well, shit, the supportive structure now can be knowing that every day I'm going to be feeling this bathtub. How can I yes in that moment and be like, oh, well, I'm very fortunate to have two functioning hands right now. The other one can be brushing my teeth at that time. And then once her, I always intentionally make her bathtub slightly too hot just so I can floss after. And then by the time that I get her situated, it's now like the tub will be at the temperature it needs for her to go in. And so I'm even building in that small sort of time buffer to be able to justify to myself taking the time to floss too, right? And so already just a few days into having that different option of a supportive structure and how that can help me start to integrate what was coming up you know, for over a year now of this, like knowing that I've been in invention spaces and not just with my oral health, but that feels like the most compelling, like in my body, the most transformative of space, you know, that suddenly now I can build new evidence with myself and say, oh, I do have building blocks. I'm playing with those building blocks. I'm building with them. I'm cultivating, you know, I'm, I'm not in the space of extraction or looking for something to that I have to consume you know like energy wise this big output of energy to make things shift right I don't need literally 60 minutes of my day like throughout middle school high school and college I'm spending a full hour a day brushing my teeth and flossing and so now at this point in life I don't have an hour a day to do that but now that suddenly I can say I have three to five minutes every night where I can take any kind of care for my oral health that feels like life is now more livable because I genuinely enjoy like I love the feeling I even do a squeak test after I brush my teeth I literally wet my finger and rub my tooth and if it's squeaky I'm like oh they're clean you know and oh shit watch out Lori they passed the squeak test after the three to five minutes so 20 minutes wasn't needed then that was at that time in life me trying to find a sense of control where my lived reality, um, you know, and trigger warning, there was a lot of physically abusive relationships I was in growing up, um, not by my parents, but, you know, like in intimate relationships with others and, you know, some emotional distance in my household, you know, so the feeling some emotional neglect, right? Well, there's just disconnection. I just wasn't, emotional presence wasn't accessible to anyone in my family, so brushing my teeth was this place of trying to control things. That's one thing that I could have control over. And so as depression was happening a few years ago, and, and since then, there's been this unspoken to myself, like I didn't have the words for this unspoken sense of loss of, of realizing like that nothing felt like, I, I felt like I had no control over anything, right? But I also wasn't able yet to connect to the deeper things happening. And so um, you know, this episode, this sharing out, this sort of resonance with building versus inventing and, and allowing supportive structures go in is like now I'm able to see, okay, that's the structure that felt supportive when I was a teenager and in my early 20s was felt supportive because I was practicing what control I could in life. And that was being 
very determined to have teeth that didn't fall out right. <laughs> and now a supportive structure is just enjoying how it feels to have a freshly brushed and flossed mouth. Knowing that that really then gives me a, a sense of time to be in my body. Because as I brush my teeth, I sway. You know, my mind shuts off. I'm just really, like, I'm allowing myself to be in my body. And the thoughts that truly need to come up, meaning, like, that my body wants me to reflect on or the things in my day that I need to process, those things come through when I brush my teeth. So for the past six, almost seven years, um... And that's the time frame when I started grad school and depression first happened. So for the, and my oral health practices changed. For the past six or seven years, I have not routinely been able to access that space with myself where I'm allowing my body and my mind and my spirit to have this moment of, here are the things that are most pressing that are going on. Here's what you want to spend the most time enjoying Here's the things that are weighing the heaviest on you. Here's what you would really be so fucking excited about if you were able to have this moment. And so right now it feels so supportive to have that practice accessible of knowing like both the sort of easing any harsh on myself parent thoughts of being like, I'm getting a bathwater ready for a baby, knowing that's the best care I can take for her skin right now. And also I'm building in time where I matter, like I matter in this moment. So I just want to leave you with this really big permission slip and like a curiosity point, almost like imagine, you know, there's a spider web below you, right? That can catch you and you're not a bug, so you're not going to stick, right? There's just a supportive web or this net. What leap would you take if you already know that there's a built-in supportive structure there just how does that shift anything, if it does at all shift anything? What would be a small practice or a small awareness that you would spend three to five minutes doing? And again, it doesn't have to be every day, but the day you're listening to this, can there be three to five minutes that you just tend to yourself in a different way? How can you build in with a practice you're already doing, right? You don't have to invent or find time that doesn't exist in your life because you're most likely already overscheduled and over busy like we all are in our capitalistic society, right? How can you build in something into three to five minutes of what you're doing? And I would be so honored if you share back what ends up happening. How is that experience? You can do that on Instagram at improvide.with.lori. You can message me on there. You can email me at improviding101 at gmail.com. Or you can just say a silent little note and I'll be open. Like, you know, like Care Bear Heart Beam It is what I say, you know. Beam it out to me in the ethers and I will be there so readily to receive it. But I want that for you because I, I love how it feels for me right now. So thank you so much for being with me as we try this different approach to podcasting together and I'm just so excited and so grateful thank you so much for tuning in today's episode as always have a razzle dazzle day and if that's not accessible you can always put an f on front and have a frazzle dazzle day see you next time